everybody, it's Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You know what I've noticed at the gym? What have here's, you noticed? Here's what I've noticed. What you've noticed? So, uh, first of all, a lot of ripped guys and girls there. A lot of people that are like... A lot of people that are serious about fitness. Like, they, like some of like... I'm always more impressed with the girls who build up muscle mass on their arms because it's harder for them, typically, right, to build up muscle mass okay. on their arms. And, uh, but I'm really careful. I don't want to stare. I don't want to look like I'm a creepy gawker. So, like, I so try you to, just take your phone out and just leave it? No, 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 no. I don't take any pictures. I don't take any pictures. Um, so videos. So you put no, your no phone videos, out? No, no, no live streaming, nothing like that. But uh, so I see all these people. Um, and they all put me to shame, men and women, because like so many of them, a lot of them look like me too, yeah, but like, yeah. there's people really good shape. And some older people, really good shape. But here's where I find my win. Mm. Here's where I find my victory. When I'm on the treadmill yep. and they're on the treadmill and they get off before I do, victory. That's pretty good. Doesn't matter if they've been on it for an hour and I came up at the 50 minute mark and I've been doing it for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And when they hit the hour mark, they get off. I still feel like I beat them because they quit before I quit. That's what even I though, that's even though they started ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, same thing. I still, I, it's a win. I still feel like that's right, loser. <laughs> Go shower, you baby. You can't handle it. And then I keep going. Yeah. So I do the the Apple Fitness thing, right? Like I got yeah. the thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, uh, my winning was I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna do the treadmill stuff, and and there's one trainer, uh, and, and she's pregnant, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, oh, I, I'll be able to keep up. Yeah, pregnant lady can't keep up. No. Oh gosh, no. No, I've 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 seen no, pregnant I'm ladies. Like, I'm like, Oh, that guy put this incline down. What is going on? <laughs> incline down, speed. I'm like, nah. Uh, I've seen him do CrossFit, like yeah, deep like, into their You pregnancy. could do anything for for 12 minutes. Not me. 12 minutes is a long time. Depends on what you're doing. He's I can like, sit on the can for 12 minutes. Oh, can you? Easily. So massive respect. Massive yeah. respect. Pregnant ladies, are they got like a super strength anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a fair... That's, that's, actually, that, that's that prego strength. You're fighting two people, actually. You're competing against two people in that situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you got two... You're going against two people. Oh, that's amazing. So you got to factor that in. <laughs> it's not a fair... It's not. That's not a fair but fight. But I'm like the size of three. So it's like no, but you, but two and still, a half. But yeah, but it's all on you. She's got a baby carrying half of... Or at least a part of the... What? Yeah, she's got a baby in there. <laughs> I'm just saying. You got to think it through. You're going up against two, so it's not exactly a fair, <laughs> fair competition. Yep. You're fighting a team. That's what it is. <laughs> Massive respect. Yeah. yeah. They kind of really, like, what, tap in, tap out? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just, I just know it's not fair. I think women involved. So, perks. yeah, I was definitely, I, uh, <laughs> I finished that workout. She was like, how'd you work out? I'm like, I lost. <laughs> I lost. I was so demoralized. I was just, it's just the arrogance. My yeah. arrogance. Yeah, that's all right. That's why you, you got to adopt my approach. Start halfway through. Start start at the end of their set and then start at the end yeah, of the set. They go their, 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 their routine or whatever. Mm. I forgot my headphones the other day. Mm. I couldn't find them, which is you know, it's boring. You know, doing the doing the cardio stuff and uh, or doing any of it really. I find the whole thing really mm -hmm. tedious and awful. But um, but I forgot mine. So all I was left with was uh, like CNN and Fox News without sound up on the screens in front of me. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, that would be brutal. You know what I'm doing? What, what are you doing? This is really fun. Right. So we, growing up, I used to listen to albums. I used to listen to music. Okay. And I would get the liner notes out and I would read the lyrics. So all through, especially high school, all through high school, I would lay on my bed, my water bed. I would lay on my water bed and uh, put on my black lights, you know, and, uh, and I would put on uh, an album. Lava lamp? Nope. Never had a lava lamp. 
Your no. lava lamp nope, was on. Nope, never had a lava lamp. Okay, mm-hmm. anyways. Did not. Your lamp of lava. Did not. And uh, I wanted a lava lamp, but I never had one. So uh, I would lay down and I would just- So wait a second. What? They gave you albums. They gave you a water bed. First of all, nobody they gave, gave me anything. I light. paid for everything. I worked full you time. You bought your own- Waterbed. No, they bought that. Okay, so they what, gave you a yeah. waterbed. Yeah, they gave me. A, yeah, they gave me. They the gave bed. you the water to go yeah. in. Yeah, and yeah. then blacklight. You bought. I bought. Yeah, from the money they gave you allowance. No, no, no. I worked full time junior year and senior year of high school. That's right. You worked over at Suburban Tire. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I, I know your origin story. So I would, I would late, I would read like a whole King Diamond album or a Metallica yeah, yeah. album, Iron Man, whatever. And I really used to enjoy that, right? And I feel like I'm too busy to just sit down and enjoy a whole album, which isn't true, but I just feel that way. But now what I've been doing is I'll get on the treadmill and I've got lots of time and mm. I'll, I bring up my iTunes and yep. I can do the lyrics, you know, how it pops up and it kind of goes with the, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. That's been, that's been what I've been doing on the treadmill. Instead of like watching something on the TV or on my phone, I listen to albums and I go through the lyrics and it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. I watch Martin. Martin Lawrence Martin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I watch, I, I, yeah, going through. And if you laugh, series. it ups your heart rate even more. That's it's like right. a hill. It's, yeah. it's, it, I, it's I like laugh a sprint. A, I laugh a lot at that show. <laughs> I, I love it. What's the girl's name? Uh, Gina. <laughs> I love that you know. <laughs> of course. I, 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 wouldn't, I couldn't tell you. Well, I've, I've been watching it. Yeah. Gina, Pam, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All you guys. Love with it. Your Shanae. Show. All you guys with your shows. <laughs> I just, I just, I love it. I love now, it. I watch, I watch, you know, shows like Friends and Seinfeld. Yeah, a little different. Oh, growing up? No. Oh, okay. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. In our house, it was like, oh, Martin, of course. In Living Good Times. You, in Living Color? Yeah. What do you mean, of course? Wait a second. Wait, what? I watch, like, uh, Three's Company. So wait, wait, what, what, what do you mean? I don't what know what you mean. What do you mean? I can't, I can't why you would watch that. And I would watch, I watch Three's Company. You know, I would watch that kind of stuff. MASH. And you, you would watch In Living Color. In Living Color. Yeah, yeah. No more diverse. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's just more inclusive. You know, yeah. I, I watched really white shows growing up. Is I, what I'm saying. I, I watched okay, really white okay. TV. <laughs> and, uh, you know. No, I actually, I actually, what, what's happening? I actually used to watch What's Happening. Did you ever watch what with rerun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, happening? But yeah, uh, no, we I used would, to love that show. I used to watch it all the time. No, we would be watching In Living Color. You know what I used to watch when I was a Martin, kid? Do you remember Living Single? Yeah, I actually did watch that. That was good. Yeah. That was spin off the Cosby Show. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was good. Um. What you know? What I used to like. Was it called Living? Is that is that the right one? I'm yeah, with about, Queen yeah. Latifah. Wait, what? Yeah, this is a college. They're all in college, right? Living single. No, I'm thinking of a different thing. I, what was the spinoff show from the Cosby Show? I, I don't where the know. daughter, <gasps> no, went, and she went to college. I used was to she watch in that. that. Was yeah, she it, only for like a, a season, and they got rid of her, and they got some other girl in. No, it was, a, it was five. Let's see, five seasons. Who was the cast? I'm gonna look this up now. Living so, single. I don't know. It's not that. No, no. This definitely was. Yeah, but it's Queen Latifah, Kim yeah. Fields. I'm not. I'm not a big queen. I like Queen Latifah. I just don't like her shows, like The Equalizer. I don't watch that. Seriously, I don't watch that. How has that got a second season? I, I have Queen no Latifah. Idea. You know who The Equalizer is? Denzel oh, Denz- Washington. The Denzel. Denzel. The Denzel. Denzel. The Denzel. Denzel. Not Denzel. The the, the it's Denzel. The Denzel. It's Denzel. It's the Denzel. He pronounces his name Denzel, not Denzel. I see you squinting. You're trying to do the math. I'm trying to think. Am of, I lying? You are I, lying. No, you I'm are, not. I'm, no, I'm I just because I just saw him say it in an interview. I gotta look. He said, I'll find they, it. "Is it Denzel?" And he goes, "It's Denzel." I was like, "It is. It shouldn't be." Was he just? Was he just? No. I gotta look. No, I gotta, he's I'll, I'll find out. He's sincere. All right. All right. Okay. And married with children. <laughs> that was, I did watch Married that, with that's Children. That's what we yeah. were watching in our house. I, I watched Married with Children. Mm-hmm. But when I was little, we watched Three's Company, which is not appropriate for little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, 
<laughs> nope. I grew up on that. And then uh, All in the Family, or Archie Bunker. Yep. Uh, all that yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Very diverse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, lots of the diversity, lots of shades of white is what I <laughs> grew up with. Very, many shades of white in, in the shows that I watched. But I did watch What's Happening. And I did watch. Oh, you know what I watched? I love that you're trying to like. Because I liked it. That's I, 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 I don't know, but I love that you're trying to be like, no, guys, I'm diverse too. No, I'm not Here's diverse. some of the shows no, I watched. But I like, I liked, I liked what's happening, and I liked uh, what's that one? Moving on up, moving on up. What's that one? What's that? Wait, what? That you know what I used to watch all the time? Sanford and Son. I watched Sanford. Son. Hold on, I'm, I'm getting. Oh, what is the name of that With show? Wheezy. Yeah, in the apartment. Mm. In the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the, yeah. But what's funny, if you look back on the shows that I watched, you can see why I turned out the way that I am. Because I watched Sanford and Son. You big dummy. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I watched Sanford and Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched, like, Archie Bunker, All in the Family. Yep. Uh, I only The only Muppets I liked were the two old guys. Yep. I only liked Oscar yep. the Grouch. Yep. Like, you can see throughout my life the kinds of things. I watched Elvira, Mistress yep. of the Dark. Yep. Like, you can see how I kind of wound up where I am. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Michelle's done that where she'll sit down and watch, like, an episode with me. And she's oh, like, ah. Like, uh, uh, this is why you are who you this are. This is like, yeah, I see why you say the things you say yeah. and expect the things you expect. I was born in the dark. <laughs> that's what, that's what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been All right. good. All right. So are we gonna talk about stuff? Because I know like people some people like there's gonna be like five percent of our audience like <laughs> they're just talking about nothing. Um and the rest of them are like, hey, this is fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Here's the best part. It's it's our podcast. Yeah, you we know do what, what we want. We get you want to talk about more? Let's talk more movies, I, listen, more I, shows. I, I you still haven't seen the Batman. I want you to see the Batman. I want to see the Batman. It's actually really good. I really want to see it. It's really I good. really and it's it is it is long. Yeah. My son went and saw it at like ten thirty at night. I'm sure he loved it. Yeah, but he's like, so I kind of need to watch it again because I got kind of tired. Oh, <laughs> you don't remember all he of it? He was tuckered out. He might have been sleeping a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but yeah, it's actually, I want to watch it again because I want to, I, I, yeah, I really liked it. Anyways. All right, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. But all right, what do we talk about today before somebody else gets mad and turns us off? All right, so uh, we actually, we wanted to talk about, as you already know, because you're listening through your podcatcher, uh, want to talk about what it means to create culture mm. in your ministry, um, because there, I mean, and people that are in ministry have been in ministry a long time generally understand this idea that every ministry context has its own culture. Every church has its own culture, right? Um, but it's not just in the ministry context. Any oh, no, no. organization yes. has some every sort of company. culture. Every company yeah. is going to have some sort of culture that's been created and cultivated. Yeah. Um, some of it's been good. Mm-hmm. Some of it needs to change. Like at, at, at your company, yeah, um, you were like that guy in Reservoir Dogs at the beginning of the movie. That your culture is it's my way or the highway. That's your culture. That's like the that's probably the I stand that, by that. <laughs> when Mister Pink starts to question you about why you're giving them all these certain names, you're like it's my way or the highway. That's it. Um, so well, let, let, let's so we want to talk about the need to intentionally create the culture that mm-hmm. you want in your church and why that's important. And I know some people are going to be like, um, first of all, I'm reformed and we don't believe in creating culture. Uh, no, we're culture just, is bad. We're, we're, we're just going to like do the Bible thing and we're just going to preach and we're going to teach and we're not going to worry about creating culture. Um, yeah, you, 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 you are creating culture intentionally or unintentionally. You are. Yes. So let's talk about that. What is culture, Jimmy? What if people want to try to explain it to people? What are we talking about when we say culture? Because it's a pretty, it's a pretty big term. Yeah, I mean, really, when I guess at the simplest way, it's that everything that characterizes like 
a group of people or a particular people yeah. uh, or group like we've been talking about in, the, in church or, or uh, in any organization uh, that really encompasses beliefs, language, yeah. uh, their customs, their values, their practices, uh, art, food. Right, the, the ethos of the you it's know everything, of it everything, everything about it. that yeah, that's right because it's like every every country, every city, every neighborhood yep. they have a culture and it yep. inv- involves all that stuff. I like that you said art and food because like that's like the utensils that you use, like everything contributes to your culture. Everything, everything. everything. I mean, I, w- I was spending time when you know Michelle and I went to Miami, right? We're at South Beach and yeah. there's a whole culture. Yeah, there, there is very Farm artist- culture. Joey, what? Joey, what? that's what it is. I was there. You when I I went to, I was in Miami Beach. Jen and I went to the beach. I know I, one where? of us looked like we belonged, and then one of these things was not like the others. And that was me. What's funny in South Beach, I fit in pretty well. Well, yeah, but there was no because you're all in no. living color, and I'm all Archie what is, Bunker. Why? Are That's you? what I'm saying. <laughs> why are you? I'm just saying there. But that was distinct and different than yeah. when, even within Miami, going from South Beach right to like. Uh, Little Havana. Little Havana. Yep. Go, then go even going to Fort Lauderdale and even going mm-hmm. a bit north there. Yeah. Right? Like you could see there's just different culture experiences. Yeah. Everything about it was different. Some people talk about it like a vibe. And and I get what you mean when you say that, but it's it, people. But it, it's more than that. Like the, the vibe is kind of how it feels because every culture has a feel to it. Yeah. Uh, but that feeling comes from all of these elements that contribute to the whole. It, the, your, your, the culture is the way that we are uh, and the way that we exist in a particular context, right? So every every regular gathering like that meets on a continual basis, mm-hmm. or every group, mm-hmm. every city, right, where people are together uh, for you know a, a particular period of time or whatever, develops a a culture, a way of of being. Yeah, how how it's worked out and lived in Portland, Oregon. Is going to be yeah. different than Geneva, Illinois. Yeah, black masks and uh, Molotov cocktails is Portland. That's what that's their <laughs> Why? culture. Why? Burning, <laughs> burning down City Hall. That's a, that's one of their values, you know. And then, um, and didn't Geneva, you once say, "I could see myself living in Portland"? I did. I did. That was, I could see yeah, myself. No, yeah. It's my people. No, I didn't We're say that. We're so nope. much the same. Nope, didn't say that. I can go there to Wellington. What I, said. I can move right in. Nope, I didn't say. No, I said. I said well, I fit in. Is what I said. I said I fit in. <laughs> When you look at me, I, I I would fit in. Although I, you, you didn't say. By the way, you didn't say anything. For what? I don't even understand how I can do something so drastic, and you don't even say a word. What about your beard? Yeah, didn't even say a word. Oh, that could have, that you didn't say a word. No, not, not even not even on Sunday. You didn't say anything about my beard. It's super trimmed. Like I got a regular beard now. You didn't say a thing. It looks nice. You did, but you didn't even acknowledge it. All right, sorry. Yeah, that's a part of our culture. You don't care. You don't care about the thing. Man, a woman in our church cannot change the highlights in her hair without me going, hey, did you change your hair? And they go, oh, thank you. Yes, I did. I'm like, yeah, I noticed that because I don't have hair, so I pay attention. Mm. Like, listen, you didn't even Listen, notice. not all of us go to the gym and take their phones out and study people. First of all, if I take my phone out, it's only to take a picture of my physique, okay? I, want, I, I do like to like pop my shirt off. Uh, in Planet Fitness and start flexing in front of the mirror so I get the lunkhead alarm on on the side of the... All right. So um, so when we're talking about culture... Yep. Um, it involves things like uh, rhythms. Okay, yeah. Right? Like like what, what are the normal things that happen on the regular uh, and, and shared experiences? It, it's all of these things. And, and every church has its own culture, right? Every small group. Every every youth ministry, every children's ministry has its own culture, right? So you can see it you can feel it. You can experience it. So what are some of those elements then? Like, let's just say in a 
the local church, like their Sunday gathering. Okay, yeah, yeah. What yeah. are some of those elements then that contribute to the culture that's being created there? Okay, the, the annoying answer is every single thing that happens, <laughs> right? But that's the truth. It's, but it's ev- true. That's true. That's every a true answer. single thing that it, you it's do. L- it's like when, you know, you ask the question, hey, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, Joe, we're not even going to talk about this. Okay, okay, okay. Here you uh, go. Who am I? Who am I? Uh, who I'm, are you? Gonna I'm going to be you. Okay, you're going to be you. So I'm going to be my wife? You're going to be Jen. Okay, uh, here, I'm at, I'm, at the, <laughs> I'm at the stove. My back is to you, and right. I'm stirring a pot. All right, you ready? Here I go. I'm stirring a pot right now. Huh. Hey, what's for dinner? No, that's not, what you, that's not what I would ask. Oh, what's for dinner tonight? No, no. Hey, babe, what's for dinner? I don't know. You would ask me what I'm making. You, you'll you say that? Yeah. You'll I'll ask, say, what well, are you I'll, making? Yeah, and then, I, then she would say, dinner. See, for the show, I'll go, hey, what's for dinner tonight? And she'll say, food. Well, that's just rude. I think at that point, she's that, that, that's, the, that's the difference between your wife and my wife. Oh, right. She's trying to provoke you by saying food because she knows that that's not the answer that you want. <laughs> I asked my wife. You're what telling you, me, hold on though. Yeah. You're telling me your wife's not doing the same? No. What are you making? What time, what time are you asking this question? I don't know, five o'clock. Okay, so five o'clock. Yeah. What are you making? What are you making? Yeah. And dinner is, is you think is not... A provoking question oh, or no. response? I, I don't think she's trying to provoke me. I just don't think she cares to answer the question specifically. <laughs> well, I think, joke's on I think, you. I think Michelle's the same. Okay. <laughs> she does not they, care. They, here's the point. Here's the point. Our wives are triggering us with these non-answer answers. <sighs> the, the we worst. know you're making food. We know you're making dinner. We're curious. What are we about to enjoy that we are sure is going to be delectable? I just, I just want, I'm just want, I'm just curious. It's like I don't do that. When I, when no, of course not. When I'm, when I'm making dinner. No. Hey, what do we have today? Let me lay it out for you, girl. Okay. You wouldn't even do this. Okay. Uh, what are you, what are you making for dinner? Chicken. You wouldn't do that either. What do we do? You that? Did, no, no, it, no, no, it'd no. be uh, chicken hey. a la range or something. It would chicken, be like, yeah, chicken cacciatore. That's yeah. what we're having today. Oh. Yeah. See. Love me some chicken. Yeah. Cacciatore. We're gonna have some chicken cordon bleu. Mm. Nah, it's good. Nah, it's good. It's good. Nah, chicken yeah. story. I'll go with chicken nah, let's get, you, you, you want some chicken parmesan? Let's uh, yeah, let's go with that. Nah, man, it's good. Okay. Good. All right. So, um, okay. So on Sunday morning, Sunday every, morning, everything right, that ahead. you do, and and this is something that we were really careful about when we were planting Redeemer because we really did recognize that everything that we are going to do in that service contributes yeah. to the culture and what we're ultimately going to be and be about. So it's the style of music, it's the kind of preaching, it's the way in which you observe the Lord's Supper. Mm. It's not just what you're doing; it's how you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it, it even comes into like how are you welcoming newcomers? Totally, right? yes. How are you know like because how you greet one another is important. It's a biblical thing. It's a biblical thing, and how you do it is creating a culture within the church. If it's just more passive, then people get missed through the cracks. They can, right? They can. But if you're if you're intentional about it and you're Mm. creating a culture of intentionality, then your people are naturally going to be greeting people they don't necessarily know. And even then, you got to think about like, okay, so um, we're going to be intentional. Like one of the intentional ways of greeting people in some more liturgical churches is what they call the passing of the peace. Do you know Ooh, what the passing of the peace is? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the worst that's, thing ever. That's how I got not... to know my future wife. Okay, yeah. So you used a bad thing to to, to lead to a good thing. Yep, that's right. That's right. Oh, you, I made sure to sit you, by her. You turned the frown upside down. I made sure to sit in front mm-hmm. or behind. Yeah, and then she'd be like, "Why is this guy with the big hair and the awful goatee sitting in front of me?" 
It was an awful goatee. I will give uh, you that. That goatee, dude. That, I Actually, was a pretty... it was an on-point goatee in the 90s. It, you, you, but, I was doing it, but I was doing it at the odds. I know. I know. You're a little late. <laughs> and then you figured out, like, oh, the beard looks really good on that. I can go in that big beard. Yeah, so the passing of the people. Like, you got to think about that. Like, we intentionally said we're not mm-hmm. going to say, turn around and greet your neighbors. Because in our experience in this particular culture, the vast majority of people hate that. Now, you can grow to appreciate it. It can become yeah, yeah. a part of your thing. And that's fine. If that's in your liturgical service, that's fine. It's, it's not wrong. But like we chose, like we're not going to do that, but we are going to intentionally talk to our people on the regular how to greet people. So we have people that are volunteering to do it. Yep. But we also have yep. our people regularly doing it. All that stuff matters, man. I think that's, yeah. What about in youth ministry? What about, what, what, are, uh, what are some things that come into play when, you know, just, mm-hmm. in, just like big picture stuff? Like, like we were talking about it and you, could you, the, the, how long you preach and the style mm. and all that stuff. So in youth ministry, what are some basics? Well, I think we often think about like the teaching aspects of what, what's going to go on in youth ministry, right? Uh, what are the doctrinal components? And we only kind of focus on those aspects to build the culture. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, like we neglect intentionally building the rest of the culture. So yeah, yeah. what happens, uh, so like it when you don't deal with that, then mm-hmm. the culture kind of develops itself. Yeah. And it can be a bad culture. So like when I think of youth ministry, mm-hmm. uh, when you're only focusing on the teaching, well, how do you, especially in youth, and maybe I'm sure it's more, it could, this is a very general statement, but I've experienced it more in youth. Um, if you don't create a culture of hospitality, mm. it's easy for the kids that know each other to only hang out with each other right. and form a bit of a clique. Mm. Right. That's good. That, you know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. And so you want to create a culture that is more hospitable. Mm-hmm. Like what's the fun that's happening? What's the rhythm of the evening? Inclusion. Inclusion. Right. right? So how is it that a yeah. new kid that comes in feels like an insider right off the bat? It, it's a beautiful thing. And you, you'll see it in youth groups or you'll see it on the playground sometimes where there's a kid uh, on his own. And these other kids will go over and say, hey, do you want to play with us? Yeah. And then they beat him up behind the, the slide. What? No, no. Um, like <laughs> you, that, that, that was my experience. Our okay, childhoods I'm sorry. were very I'm sorry. different. I was, the, I was a smart mouth, little <laughs> dirty kid that got beat up a lot. Um, I, actually, I just saw a TikTok. This mom, and she's married. She's got a husband, good husband. Everything's mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. But she was at the beach, I think, with her son. It was just him, her and her son, a little tiny kid. And these, uh, this dad and his other two boys were out there playing. And they saw this little kid by himself. And they said, hey, do you want to come? and play with it. We're going to build a sandcastle mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And she was so thankful. Like, wow, that was so nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was nothing flirty or weird. Yeah, it was yeah. just a neighborly thing to do. Kids, including another kid, they all played together and it was great. I think that's a really good point. Like, because, and this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. It's like, that's a part of your culture. Your youth group is going to have a culture. Your small group is going to have a culture to it. That's going to have a certain vibe, a certain feel. And it's going to all stem from the, the shared values, beliefs, uh, all that stuff, right? The 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 models that you're setting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it uh, it's important. So, why do you why do people maybe wh- why do you think it is that that some, especially in maybe our circles that are a bit more theologically oriented, yeah. why do you think some of them are not seeing the need to create culture in their ministry contexts? Um, you know why? Because like when you when you when you go outside of our circles and you look at some like I remember one guy Erwin McManus I think was his name uh, pastored a church called Mosaic maybe he still does I don't know but he was popular for a while uh, in the aughts I think and um, wrote a lot of books 
And he was like the preaching pastor, but his title was cultural architect. And we all made fun of it because it was so cheesy. Like, oh, you're the cultural architect. But he was actually, okay, so, and I will still make fun of that because it's cheesy. But I actually like the idea that he's aware, like, no, we're actually, we are creating a culture yes. here. And yeah. that's, a, that's an important thing. Why do you think people in our tribes tend to miss, miss the importance of this? Well, as I think oftentimes at the simplest level, right? Like we think that we're not called to create a culture, but to preach the gospel. Right, right. So we don't need to think about this. We just need to preach the gospel and the rest will sort itself out. Yeah, I'm going to make disciples. That's I'm going to make disciples, make, that's I'm gonna, it. I'm going to preach the whole counsel of God. And and fall in line. Yeah, it's, this, it's, you should, it's easy. Like, you, you should be, you know, like we just we just want to be, you know, uh, leading people into the faith, you know? Not out of it. Of course not, yeah. So it, it's like um, I remember seeing some people uh, – when I talked about assimilation, uh, it was online and this guy was like, the whole, th and this was actually back in the day of the Pyromaniacs blog. So if you guys were back online back then, Pyromaniac, Phil Johnson, all these guys, Frank Turk, all these guys, um, I remember they were like making fun of churches that, that talked about assimilation. And uh, they were like, you just need to preach the gospel and just be godly. And I, I remember we were trying to explain like, no, listen, assimilation is about that. It's, it's how do you, practically intentionally move people through the process yeah. of walking into your church and then engaging uh, hearing yep. uh maybe believing if they haven't believed before adjoining becoming a member serving like all what's the actual nuts and bolts process for people because if they don't know what the process is and if you don't have a process that's pretty clear in place like it's confusing for people and a lot of people just like oh, i'm out of here i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. i don't know what's mm -hmm. happening so, yeah, we. I, I think. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And then some people just haven't thought about it. Like it's just you know they haven't. Yeah. They've. It's never really been brought to their attention. So working on the culture of your church or your ministry means essentially, I think, analyzing what you're doing, how you're doing what you're doing, and why you're doing what yeah. you're doing. Right. So you have to look at everything that you're doing when you're looking at your worship service, your small group, your youth group, your kids ministry, whatever it is. What are the things that you are doing? And are there some things that you shouldn't be doing? Are there some things that you should be doing that, mm -hmm, that you're not? Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to evaluate all of that. And the way that you do that is by understanding like well, why, like what's the purpose of it? I know that's something that, that you talk about um, is like, why is this included in our worship service? Like I, you know, I, I, and just because you have a good answer to the why doesn't even mean that it's a good uh, answer to the question. Right. I got, I know of a church, it's no longer in existence, but I remember, and, and I'm sure some churches can pull this off, but I knew of a church, they would have a worship service in their worship service. They would sing some songs mm -hmm. and then they would break for coffee and mm. they would go to tables and they would have coffee and sit down and then they would come back for a message. It was a really, it was a, it was an odd setup. I don't remember what exactly how it would, but I know like for me, like that doesn't make much sense. And that's because I'm a pastor in a particular context, but as a person, that seems disjointed to me. So, and again, it felt like you were like break. It, to me, it feels like it's breaking the flow of the liturgy. Yeah, it's like it's this intermission, or is it? it and I, in their minds, perhaps it was meant to be a part of it. And maybe there's a way to do that. But I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's like get up and stretch before the message. So you're looking at what you're doing, but you're also looking at how you're doing it. So, like, okay, we're 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 going to sing these songs. So when you look at how you're doing it, you're, you're beginning to look at like, well, are, uh, what songs are we singing? Uh, how long are we singing? Mm -hmm. uh, 
not, and not only what songs, but are we amplified? How are we amplified? Like, what what are we doing with sound? How are we going to use hymnals? Are we going to use a projection? Like, all of these things actually contribute to the culture. Mm-hmm. They they do mm-hmm. matter. Everything mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. Well, listen, chairs or pews. That it matters. That matters. It, it mattered for us because we had these. First of all, I like pews. I, I, I love pews. I will go pews all day long as long as they're not pew, pew, ugly. pew, pew, pew. I like pew pews as well. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but like as long as they're like they look good, like I'm, I, I love pews. I, I, but in our small sanctuary, people don't like to jam in and get hip to hip. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. Hip to hip, touching hip to hip, it's kind of intimate. Yeah. Like you and I sometimes on flights, we've had to sit, hit, sit yeah. hip to hip. One time you were hip to me and then hip to another uh, small uh, Asian woman uh, on a plane. That was pretty great. We should put that video up. Nah, I think oh, we're that's good. a good one. I feel like everyone was blessed. Oh man, that was good. <laughs> that was a blessing for everybody. So what we did was we we pulled out the pews and we put in chairs because then everybody has a designated seat and we could seat more people in our small sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So like everything matters. So what we're looking at, right? When we when we uh, when we start talking about like engaging in your particular ministry context, uh, the issues are like what are our beliefs yep. that are shared that are upfront. These are the things that make us who we are. Yeah. I mean, what are what are our values? What are those core mm-hmm. things yes. that we stick to as a people together? Right. And so, like it, it, you were talking about youth ministry, like hospitality, uh, or even in, in corporate worship, like hospitality, welcome, inclusiveness, yep. that yep. kind of a thing. Um, uh, so, like leadership, like what are the roles of leaders, and how do they present themselves? How are they identified? You know that that sort of a thing actually matters. Yeah, what are those natural rhythms that we go through mm-hmm. as a group, right? Yeah. The the natural ebb and flow of our I mean, for me I look at it like not just the evening or the the liturgy or uh but even like for the year itself. Right. Right. I, I, I always think of that like in my context well, in youth ministry, I always think through what is the rhythm for the year. Yeah, and people begin to anticipate. Like, oh, yeah. okay, this is what's happening, or this is a... But that, but see, not just... And this, I think, even comes to, with what are, the, like, uh, what are the customs of your group, but what is, like, the custom and rhythm of the community that you're in? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, in, in at least my, my prior experience has been, like, what was going on in the community was also important to incorporate what is the rhythm for the church, because the church was involved in what was happening in the community. Yeah, because so, you, you really you really wanted your ministry to be a reflection of the world, is what you're saying. You, you, no, you, you, no, you no. really wanted to like pattern your nope, ministry no, no, after... No, the... because we were in the world, <laughs> just not of the world. Oh, yeah. I am. And so we would then engage and be a part of Salmon Fest, you know, things mm. like the Salmon Festival and things like that. Um, but even, yeah, just so, just what's going on in your community and how does that then impact... Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I I've always wanted our church to be a part of. Oh, here we go, Salmon Fest. Well, first of all, gross. No, dude. Okay. They used to do Nobody Jesus cares. Festival. Okay. Well, that would be weird. Oh yeah, it was it was a parade of Jesus. Of <laughs> multiple Jesus. The churches had put out a parade together. This is before my time. The churches would have a parade together, and they'd all do like a float or something, and they'd go down. They they'd go down the road together. Yeah. And people would line up and they'd hand out candy and okay. stuff. Okay. What was on the floats though? Just them. Oh, okay. Not representations like, of Jesus. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> like them and like, here's my church. We love you. My church. Like, okay. I thought it would be church. like, everybody has their own version of Jesus. No, like, no, 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 no. All right. Yeah. 
Canadian Jesus. Canadian Jesus. <laughs> African Jesus. There's like all kinds of Eskimo all, Jesus. Eskimo Jesus. Yeah, there'd be all kinds. Um, no, I, we have something here that's like long standing tradition called Scarecrow Fest. Oh, yeah, Scarecrow Fest. Yep. And so, all like a lot of companies and local organizations, they'll, um, people set up food booths and everything here in yep. St. Charles. And then, but they create their own scarecrow. And the more creative, you can win. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Um, but I always thought, like, man, we have some creatives who could make a really one, yeah. sick scarecrows. Like, let my daughter in on that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Cause she'll have like blood coming out of his eyes and all kinds <laughs> of, but I was like, but it was, it's, it's a cool opportunity. Like that's something to consider as well. Like you're talking about is like, Hey, you have the culture of your church internally, but then what's the presence of your church in the broader culture? And yeah. what are those rhythms that you can actually connect to, to preach the gospel or to, to love your neighbor? But yeah. And then even how it affects. Cause I mean, and again, I'm thinking in the youth ministry context, right? Like how does homecoming affect Right? How right, could sure. you, like, how could you be a blessing to the community in the midst of homecoming or whatever events, prom? Um, I'm trying to think. I what didn't they do anything it. in high school, so I don't. I don't have any. No, I'm trying to think that. what they called it in. What do they do in high school for what? Prom? I, I know prom. Dude, I went to Marmy and we had salute to you. Oh, geez, that's right. You guys, <laughs> your prom <laughs> date was like your staff sergeant. Like, what? How did that work? <laughs> no, prom, we didn't have prom. No. It was salute to youth, and everyone had to dress up. In full, like oh. their 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 full uniform, and uh, they rented a no. Please no, don't. I will get some pictures. Uh, they had a place downtown, um, a hotel, fancy. It was everything, dressed to the nines. Uh, the ladies, I felt bad for the girl, like for the Where young are these girls coming came, from. Dates of the uh, of oh, so there wasn't like a, a partner school or something. It was well, just... we we had a sister school called Rosary, but maybe you took someone from Rosary, or maybe you took someone. <laughs> well, else. Probably not. I I know Rosary, yeah. but the, yeah, <laughs> but these poor young ladies, essentially, they were buying like a mini like wedding dress. Oh yeah, no, it's really rough for the girls. Any of these any of these any of these big dances, they spend a lot of money on those dresses. No, no, no but for this salute to youth, it was like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. When, no, I, I, how am I supposed to know those names? Um, Blackhawks players. Like they would have well, celebrities would, that would, that be, but not that, real celebrities like Blackhawks players, not real celebrities. Okay. Uh, this is Fine. after this. They won. I don't know who these people are. They're not real celebrities. <sighs> Athletes and celebrities would come okay, in all right. and, and be part of pseudo C list. That's fine. C list celebrities. That's fine. Would you call George W. Bush a C-list celebrity? No, but I would call him a C-minus student at Harvard. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he didn't go. I, I don't know where he went. <laughs> he, 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 didn't go. he didn't go. <laughs> no, I, I think all that's good. So let, let's just, let, let's wrap it up with this. Mm. Let's let's say like, what about, what are some examples? Like if okay. you're going to talk about like, if you're going to look at a small group or a or youth ministry, um, just to be practical here. Yeah. So like in a, in a small group ministry, what are some of the cultural, because okay, Let's say we're going to read the Bible. Yep. We're going to talk about the we're Bible. Gonna pray. We're going to pray. Uh, we're going to eat some food, maybe. But even that, though, even that itself is what can be created within the culture. No, it, all of that, that matters. Oh, sorry. Because I think the non-negotiables are we're going to study and pray. Right. But I what think, I'm saying is is how you do those things. Oh, how you do it. Yes. So like, yes, yes, what, yes. Are, what are the cultural, what are some things that we need to think about when we're saying, okay, uh, maybe we, we we're going to we're going to discuss the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some some so what are some issues related to the how you do yeah. that and why you do that? Okay, what are you going to do with the kids? There you so go. So as you, how how you know where are the kids going to go? If if the kids are too young, what rotation then for childcare? Is it going to be volunteers from your group? Or are you going to bring in a, in a sitter mm-hmm. to come and be a part of that? Right. Right. Are you going to be uh, seated around a table? 
or in the living room or yep. some other. People think it doesn't matter. All that stuff matters. All that stuff matters. And then right. do you have something for the kids? Are you going to like, oh, you're going to bring yeah. them in and then talk to them? Do, and- do you, yeah. Do you have them be a part of it first? Uh, have a, a separate kind of teaching time for them? Then the adults go. And then for us, bringing the kids back together afterwards for prayer. Mm-hmm. After the, you know, we kind of go through the more sensitive items, at least in the past have we done it. Yeah. We go through the sensitive items first and then bring the kids in mm-hmm. uh, for, for, you know, prayer together. You know, it's, when you're talking, when you have people there, like, you know, you like you're taking prayer requests, you know, say so you, you might need to communicate to them. Hey, listen, you don't have to share anything. You're new here. Like, yep. uh, but, but if you want to share great. And then if they share, do you mind if we add this to our prayer list? Cause yep. we send out our prayer list to the people in this group and only in this group that yep. doesn't go back up the chain to the pastors to report on anybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, communication, like how you communicate is really good. But what about, let's talk about youth ministry. Okay. Because we've, we've, we're talking about youth ministry a lot at Redeemer. Um, we just had an elders meeting. We're talking about youth ministry. When we're talking about the culture of a youth ministry, what are maybe one or two things? Cause you spent, I, I have no background in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. When I was converted, I was already out of high school. I would go to a couple of youth groups every once in a while. Just well, maybe for the first year, I went to quite a few. Um, and so I only know what I experienced, but I've never been a leader. So when you're thinking about cultural uh, implications and issues in youth ministry, assuming that, yes, the ministry of the word is priority, uh, you know, you, 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 all, godliness, all that stuff. But what are some cultural issues that people need to take into consideration when you're when you're trying to build a, a healthy culture for your youth group? I think one of the things is leadership development. So how you train your leaders, your volunteer leaders is really going to help a lot with the culture in, in, in regards to inclusivity, how mm. people feel welcomed and part of it. Uh, if your leaders are, if you don't create a culture where your leaders are on the lookout for kids that are on the sidelines. Right, right. Oh, yeah. That's that's really key because kids mm. naturally are going to feel shy. Yeah. Kids naturally are going to feel like, I don't want to look foolish. Or I don't belong here. Or I don't belong at, here. Yeah, I'm new. So so leaders being, like, being trained, creating a culture where they're trained to be on the lookout, but then also then creating a culture where your leaders and the leader is willing to be a part of the game. Mm. That's, that's huge. Explain what you mean. So... Oftentimes, and, and and all right, I'm going to use I'm going to use First Nations as an example here. So right. when I, I lived in Canada, one of the things I really had to uh, I worked a lot with First Nation teens. So for First Nation teens, and I do think this translates a lot to a lot of teens. You're going to find some kids are willing to make a fool of themselves, right, in front of the group. Yep, they're fine. The vast majority is not. I was one that would never want to do that. So with with First Nation teens, if they're alone, there's this like culture of shame mm-hmm. there. If they're alone doing it, they will not do it. But if they're there with a leader or with a uh, uh, another person, then it feels like I can do this and make a, you know, look foolish. And they're not like, I could, uh, there's a much more willingness to participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So leaders, leaders then need to, you need leaders that are willing to make a fool of themselves more so than any other kid. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I get it. Well, it, cause it, it breaks down a lot of walls, you know? And yeah. It, so yeah, that, that makes, cause I, I just know like, cause of how I was and you know, I've, I've, my friends have always been in my youth, like people on the outskirts, right? We were yeah. kind of never popular or whatever. Um, and then in, in youth group, when I did go as, as even though I was out of high school, I would go to these youth events 
in these youth groups because uh, there wasn't really anything else for me to do. Um, I would go and the the a lot of these pastors would would find me or find others who seemed to be different on the outs and they would make us feel very much a part of it. Yeah. It's the best version of safe spaces, right? Like, cause like safe spaces yes. are, have become a stupid thing uh, in a lot of ways, but really it, it, you're creating a culture where like, you're okay here. You're okay here. Yeah. We're, we're all fun. in this together. Yeah. Not only are the teens in this, but the leaders are in this. We're know, there with you. I don't know if this, I don't know if this is late at all, but when I was at Moody, our president was Joseph Stoll. Yep. Now Joseph Stoll was a godly man, is a you know, great guy. Uh, you know, just, he was a perfect Bible st- school head entity, right? Not just because he was like a good-looking, well-put-together guy. He was funny. He was charismatic. He could preach. He was he was just great. He was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody liked him. I don't. Nobody had a problem with him. And he would sometimes come into the student dining room and just like hang out and talk yeah. to people. And I remember this guy walked up to him with his buddies. They're all taking pictures. And they said, hey, would you put on this long wig? Would you put on this wig, a long black mm-hmm, metal mm-hmm, hair, mm-hmm. you know? And he, he it, this is the guy that's put together. He's yep. got his hair yep. parted, the yep. whole thing. Yep. He put that thing on, no problem. Yep. And I was like, it made everybody go, he doesn't care about the stupid stuff. Like he is willing to have fun in the midst of all the stupid stuff that we do. Like he's not, he wasn't too uptight, you know, and I just, and, and there's a reason why. So, you know, I, I did youth ministry, like I youth, I did youth ministry, but I did church youth ministry, but I also started off in young life. Parachurch. Yeah. yeah. Parachurch in young life. And there's a reason everything is very intentional mm. on what they do. It has been thought out down to there's a reason why it's not a team that's leading the music it's a leader Mm -hmm. so that the leader is uh one of the volunteer leaders is the one that's animated excited drawing kids in it's very repetitive there's movements there's even within like groups the during a song they'll have their own special um like extra phrase or stanza or something like that uh, that when they go to camp, they do it and it sticks out mm. it, with everybody. But there's a reason why they go. Their rhythm for the evening goes from um, uh, singing to like a, a leader skit and then to some sort of participation game. Mm. It's the leaders themselves that are setting the tone and the pace yeah. so that the kids feel more comfortable engaging in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then... From there, transitioning to message, mm. right? Um, the, everything is very well thought out um, to in, to create a culture where kids know this is a place where I can uh, I can ask questions. Yeah, I'm not going to look stupid. I'm here. not going to look dumb here. It's it's like the embodiment of there is no dumb questions. Mm. Do, does that make sense? No. Yeah. No. I, I, that's what we're talking about, right? It's just like. The, the culture of your church, small group, youth group, the, it actually matters. And it is, it exists. So we've got to be intentional yeah. about um, about building it. Like, we're not, we don't have all the answers, but hey, you know what? One time I took uh, I took my buddy to the youth group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I'm out of high school, but I went to this youth group thing. And I was like, I want to come and hang out. And he was like, all right, cool, man. And he was like a rocker, long hair, the whole yeah. thing. And uh, he was like, we don't have to take off our shoes or anything, do we? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? We've never taken off our why would you ask that? Yeah, He's like, yeah. I just, just don't want to take off my boots. Yeah, the metal boots on. I'm like, no, 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 what are you talking about? So we get there, and the first thing they do is, all right, everybody, take off your shoes. <laughs> Throw them in the middle. <laughs> and, he had, and he had these bright pink socks on, which might not be a big deal today, but for yeah. an 80s rocker, that was, he was humiliated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, I blew it. So I had one teen that had never been to church. Yeah. And uh, he was like, man, I'm like, come on, dude, come to church with me. It'd be great. You know, I'm like, you know, come with me. It'll be, it'll be fun. I'll pick you up. I'll, you know, we'll go out for dinner or we'll go out for lunch after. Yeah. It'll be fun. And he's like, well, I'm only going to go if they've got pie. And I go, Casta, they, they don't have pie. He's like, no, I'm only going to go if they have pie. And I go, all right, man, they have pie. We're going to go. They're going to have pie. Uh, totally lied to him. Shows up. Sure enough, there was pie that day. At church? At church. <laughs> Your church served pie. What kind of pie? I can't remember. I don't know. I was just so. Oh, I would go there. You know? Yeah, it was good. I would go there. <laughs> it was good. Well, if, Jimmy, if people want to get like some awesome pie recipes uh, or talk to us about this stuff, where do they go? Well, they can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devor and okay. Facebook slash Dr. Devotion. They can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There they can contact us. They can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've got that all-access exclusive content, Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Head on over to DrVotion.com slash all-access to register today. Later. Later.